This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with your hosts, food writer and critic of Milwaukee Magazine, Ann Christensen and me, DJ Tariq of uh, 88.9 Read Milwaukee, a.k.a. the this week, it's kind of a short uh, despite, maybe because um, I don't know about you, Ann. I have been not sleeping, just watching, uh, learning about counties of different states <laughs> during election. Yeah. I am yeah. a county expert of Philadelphia and Arizona. There's a lot to learn. There's I know about Georgia because I grew up in Georgia, but I, I'm like, I'm learning about these counties. It's like, it's crazy during this election. But anyway, we have an abbreviated kind of a uh, despite this week. Um, but some good stuff, though. Nonetheless, we have some news about the winter's farmer's market we'll get into shortly. Uh, plus, we have some news about a CBD restaurant. Sap Sap's doing a kind of a pop-up at Lucky Ginger November 15th. They have a partnership with uh, Heaven's Table. We'll get into that. Uh, and then West Pizza is doing really something beautiful and lovely uh, for Thanksgiving. And then finally, we're going to get into uh, my take on the debate between dressing and stuffing. And uh, I might offend some people, so don't be mad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> pretty much all the farm workers, current farm workers are shutting down or are already done for the season. Uh-huh. But you're in luck. There's The winter farmer markers are returning. What's the details on that? Uh, well, it's great news because, um, I mean, I went to the last farmer's market for Shorewood and I'm like, what am I going to do if the winter's farmer's market does not open, but it's going to open in Milwaukee, uh, tomorrow. It's going to be a little bit different this year. So, um, it's returning to the greenhouse annex at the Mitchell Park Conservatory, which is otherwise known as the domes. There are going to be 30 vendors, which is less than what you'd normally have seen at the at the annex. And they're definitely keeping trying to keep the market safe right now. So um, so in terms of vendors, yes, they're going to have fruit, vegetables, meat, eggs, poultry, dairy products, things like that. Um, But they're requiring masks. Um, So, you know, make sure that you if you're going to go, you're going to bring a mask um, because you're going to need it. The market's going to run on Saturdays, um, every Saturday from 8.30 in the morning to 12.30. The capacity of the greenhouse is 150 people, and that includes vendors and volunteers, okay? So um, they're going to have separate doors for you to enter and for you to exit, and um, foot traffic is going to be labeled as being in you know one direction down aisles with aisles and traffic separated by pipe and draping. So they're going to try to make it as you know socially distant as possible, and also no product samples. I know people love to get samples oh, from different. Yeah, that's different. Right. Yeah, they can't do that, and they can't. They don't want you to be hanging out with your prepared food. So they're gonna. That's going to be available. Prepared food and drink only to go. The market is going to run through March 27th. So it's November 7th to March 27th. Would you like me to mention Oconwalk too? Yeah. This year, it's going to be 8 a.m. to noon on Saturdays at the Cross Point Community Church. That's a different location for them. Last year, it was at Oconwalk High School. Uh, They, too, are going to be requiring face coverings for customers and vendors. Um, And the market is going to provide some kind of social distancing. I don't I don't have details specifically on that, um, but that market runs um, Saturdays until March 20th. 
So that's good news. I mean, in the sense of you're going to be able to to continue to get, you know, your produce and meat and, you know, whatever you want to get that's fresh in Wisconsin made, continue to get that through the winter. Um, mm-hmm. I know that there was, you know, we were all kind of wondering, is the, the winter farmer's market going to happen, you know, because it has to be inside. And, yeah. um, but, you know, they've got a plan in place. It, pretty, it seemed pretty ventilated place, at least where the Milwaukee one is, right? It seems very Yeah, the greenhouse, airy. the annex, yeah. yeah. Very airy. And I think that's the key for indoors. You need good ventilation and right. mask and social distancing and you should be. And you, you should really get in and out. Coming up, we'll continue our conversation on this bites with a, a new restaurant with a focus on CBD infused cuisine. Yeah. That's coming up on this bites. We'll be right back. Radio Milwaukee is on a mission. And if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart. We're back. We're about to talk about one of Ann's favorite things, uh, CBD, uh, which is kind of a a kind of derivative of, of, of another plant that you might be familiar with that recently uh, a few states made legal in, uh, in this country. Uh, but CBD is kind of like a, takes out the, the ingredients of uh, the, the, the plant, THC. Yeah. Um, but apparently it's been used for medical medicinal purposes to treat epilepsy, anxiety, as well as Crohn's disease, which um, uh, I do have. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, this is a story in urban Milwaukee about this new CBD restaurant uh, called Lifted and Gifted. Um, specializes CBD infused cuisines. Uh, it's supposed to be replacing uh, MKE Hemp uh, Dispensary at 706 North Milwaukee um, sometime in November. I don't know if it's so it says the story says first week in November. I don't know if it's open or not. But the 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 restaurant. Lift and Gift, it will also do vegan cuisine and date nights, says owner Serenity Ramirez. Date nights are when a professional chef shows a group of couples, what I don't even know what couples are, that word is unfamiliar <laughs> to me too as well, how to cook a meal in a restaurant setting. And at Lifted and Gifted, the meals will use CBD as an ingredient. There will be tickets sold to this and a menu posted uh, a week before each date night. That's according to Urban Milwaukee. So that's happening and lifted and gifted. I don't know any more about um, the menu, what kind of meals they'll be serving. Um, but the two couples that were working on the date night project uh, have ran a business called Delicious Bites and Anomaly Catering in, in the past as well. For those who are into that thing. You know, there's a lot of restaurants, you know, and the places where they made uh, um, marijuana legal uh, that actually have restaurants and fine dining, like really like, high dining restaurants that infuse uh, the real stuff, the other stuff in the food. Right. There's right. several in Colorado I've seen that they, the food is like crazy. And I think there's a YouTube channel that actually follows these chefs and like follows these meals as well. Um, not that I watch those things or not, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I believe that those things can be really uh, elaborate and gourmet and so on and so forth. But um, I don't know. I, do you think the taste, the flavor? I don't know. Uh, 
I, right? I, because you can, you can taste this stuff. Like CBD has, you know, a little funk, right? Yeah, it has a funk to it. It has a funk so, to it. But anyway. I guess it all depends on what you're, what you're open to. And if you, yeah. you know, some people actually don't mind that funk. Next up, uh, Sap Sap. Uh, they're really cool. The ocean kind of does a pop-up. Uh, they've been doing pop-ups mostly in Racine, but sometimes in Milwaukee. Uh-huh. Uh, no one during the summer have been doing like kind of like their, their steaks and they're kind of jerky. Jerky's great. But winter's coming. They're returning with their their, their amazing pho. And they're doing a pop-up at Lucky Ginger uh, November 15th. But this time, because of COVID, they're doing a DIY pho or a Fa, what is it? And fa, uh, a fa kit. <laughs> yes, a yeah, kit. that's what that's what they call it. P H O K I T. That's how you pronounce fa. Just putting it out there. So it, you get the broth. The broth is like twenty four hour. I think twenty four hour, thirty six hour broth. He makes. You get all the accoutrements with the um, the broth, but mm-hmm. he has partnered with Jason over at Heaven's Table to add brisket to the mix. Instead of, instead of the traditional meat you usually get with it, you can add a brisket to the that pho. sounds pretty so, good. So it adds a nice smoky element to the pho. So yeah. uh, that's happening November 15th. There'll be more details over at SapSat's Facebook page as far as pre-ordering and all that kind of details as well. Um, it is pho season, by the way. It is. It is pho season. I'll, yeah, although this last week has not been typical November weather no, and I'm no, not I'll complaining. Take no, I'll, take I'll take it. it. Yeah. Even though I haven't been outside at all, but you know, <laughs> stuck in here. Do you, do you open your windows to No, I am. I am. I'm terrible. I did go outside yesterday, uh, last night, just cause I was just watching the election. I was like, you know, I need a stiff drink and I didn't think I, have, I didn't have enough stiff stuff at home. Well, I just didn't want to make anything stiff at home. I was too lazy. And so uh-huh. I, I went over to the foundation, which is, you know, walking distance, and I picked up a to-go cocktail. It was a shark's tooth. And I bought my little Ziploc bag of ice because I learned my lesson last time that you can't use big ice with these cocktails. Oh, okay. <laughs> so got I, got, I got ice and like had a little cocktail. I thought I could have two. Nope, nope, nope. One did me in. One did me in the last night. Whoa, okay. But I went outside. That's the whole point of the story. I went outside and it was, hey, it's nice. River West Pizza, really cool. You know, I'm a River West. I rep River West. And they're doing something really cool for Thanksgiving Day. Really, really beautiful thing. Uh, they post a little v- cute video for it. And I think they, it looks like, they, it seems like they do this like annually, the videos at least. Um, but Thanksgiving Day, um, they're going to basically sh- to show appreciation for everyone who's stuck by their side during these trying times. Um, smile, as they say, I'm quoting, smiled at us with their eyes and understood the safety precaution we needed to have in place. Starting 11 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day, until they run out, River West Kitchen team along with Greco and Sons, are gifting 100 homemade turkey dinners, including turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, greens, mac and cheese, and cornbread. No restrictions apply. Uh, they just want to be uh, show their uh, appreciation. So that's happening uh, Thanksgiving. So big ups to River West Pizza for showing some love for the community on, the, on a Thanksgiving in a year that's been um, trying for a lot of people, to put it lightly. So shouts out to River West Pizza. And speaking of Thanksgiving, I thought we want to have a little fun, a little humor. So what we're about to get into, do not take it seriously. If you want to email, email Jordan Lee, our program director. If this really bothers you. Yeah. If it bo- yeah, yeah. It's all good fun. So don't take it seriously. We're gonna, I posted something on Facebook. 
basically, because I was kind of curious about Midwesterners and kind of between black and white people. It's kind of interesting. I posted a question, stuffing or dressing? Yeah. Like, I was kind of curious what people would pick, right? And, like, it's it's a regional thing. It's, it's semantics. It's also a terminology of stuffing means you put it in a bird and dressing, you cook in an oven. Plus, people still use the term. It's a regional term. But it's also, you know, flavor-wise. It's also how people historically, because, like, I grew up, and I grew up like cornbread dressing, which was very a very southern, very southern black dish. Uh-huh. Like, but we have hen. Hen has a lot of fat, right? So we take that fat, mix it into cornbread, add celeries and onion. The giblets are chopped in there, and you bake it. You can add other things in there, and that's just so amazing, right? And then like stuffing is like more chunky bread. Is that what stuffing is? Explain what stuffing is for you and your family. Oh, you know, it's it's. I've had different stuffings growing up. It wasn't always the same, but yeah, it's a little more stuff. It's a little more chunky, crispy on the uh, on the top. You really want that crispiness. It typically has sausage in it. It has celery. Oh. What the sausage? That's that's that must be a Midwestern thing, huh? I I don't know if it is. I don't know. I mean, I, I can only tell you what my mom made, and then my stepmom, and then what my sister-in-laws make now, you know, cause yeah. I don't, I mean, I typically, I, I've not, I've, I guess I've, I've definitely made some stuffings and you're going to mm-hmm. see something in the next coming, coming issue of the magazine about Thanksgiving and this very topic really. But, um, yeah. what? I was going to say, you didn't ask me the, 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 you didn't want a Southern black oh, Southern no, no, cake no, 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 on no, in no. your article? This, it's a little bit different than that. Uh, so before you jump to conclusions, <laughs> let's just say that. So the stuffing that I grew up with eating uh, had sausage, celery, onion, and those in breadcrumbs. And a lot of times, sometimes it was the breadcrumbs that you would make yourself. So it might come from some kind of crisp, crusty white bread, mm. or sometimes it was... Um, you can buy like Pepperidge Farm makes those like seasoned bread cubes, which I don't like. But it, you know, sometimes <laughs> when we have it, it would have that in it. Now I know where you're going with this tree because you mentioned it off air. Yes, there were a few times where there were chopped apples in it, and I'm not going to say I like that because I don't know why it was in there. But I don't know. Sometimes apples were in, were in there, but it's you know I did not care for. Um, you know, for a while when I was a kid, I mean, you didn't really know that it wasn't safe to put, to stuff a a turkey with, with bread. bread. Yeah. (laughs) And then eat it. You know what I mean? So we would have that stuffing, but it would always be really kind of slimy and, um, the texture would be really, really wet, which I did not like. So I would always go for, okay, we've got extra stuffing, so we're going to stick that in a greased casserole dish and stick that in the ovens along with it, you know, because we don't want to waste what the leftover stuffing that you can't fit in the turkey. But yeah, no, this is this is literally what we would grow, what I grew up eating. Um, oh, crazy. Well, it was never cornbread, which, trust me, I would love that. That sounds really good. Have you ever had, have you ever had Southern-style cornbread dressing? No. No. Oh, so it is a regional. Now I really want to have yours. It's a regional thing, and it's also kind of a you know a racial thing, uh, which is very fascinating. Like food, 
how food can also bring people together, but it's also it's interesting coming to Midwest and people in the Midwest never really, you know, they look at me like cornbread dressing. What is that? And like, mm-hmm. and then I had, I've had this, this dressing, this stuffing you've, 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 you described yeah. with fruit and stuff. And, um, I'm not gonna name the names who served it to me. <laughs> I just smiled. I just did my best to smile. Oh my god! And say no, thank you. No, I tried it. Oh man. Oh lord, lordy, lordy, lordy. Man, I feel sorry for Midwesterners. Let me put it that way. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel sorry for I, your jumpy. I don't know that I can even done. defend Miss Midwesterners, Tariq. I don't you know, know that you know, I can. Y'all, y'all missing out. Y'all been y'all been tortured up here. Tortured, I say. Yeah. It's not fair. Just well, not fair. Like I, I like I feel sorry for you. Everybody, when I deserves, that bite, everybody deserves a good stuffing, dressing, whatever it is. Like a, I like I, I sat up here and like, oh my god, y'all are tortured. And y'all put fruit in this stuff. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dang, the, fruit is, the fruit is weird. I don't get that. I don't like the apples. It was there. dry and wet. It was just like all the wrong textures, what I had. Like, I was just like, and then, and then and people around me were like, like scoffing it up. I'm like, loving it, right? Yeah. Dang, man. Oh, culture shock. Ooh, and then some like people, even though it's really wet as it is, you put gravy on it too. Well, we have gravy too, but ours was like, it was a perfect texture. Like it's just, uh, it was rich. It was crunchy. It was, uh, it was like, it was just, it was a perfect everything. Uh-huh. You know? Like it's, it's the generation to generation. My mom makes a little more healthy now because my dad, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and I probably should make mine a little more healthy, but dude, I don't eat dressing like every day once a year. So I'm going to put it. I'm gonna, so like we cook it. Like I, I, I like hens, like hens had a lot of fat in it. And I take that fat and I mix it in my cornbread. Mm-hmm. Uh, mixture uh, and then add some more stock and then onion and salad. The giblets make it right, but I add a little more garlic. I add a garlic in mine, just a little, little flavor, and add some smoked paprika. And um, and uh, I might put some bacon in this time. I don't know, never done that before, but yeah, because it gets it's just the perfect texture, it's just ah, uh, and it's rich, and it's I don't know, feels like home. I guess yeah. it feels like home for anybody, no matter what, where you're from, but yeah, like. I just feel sorry for you, Midwesterners. You, y'all, if you haven't had cornbread dressing, like a Southern, uh, a black grandma uh, making cornbread dressing, you just you you are being tortured. Just saying. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I can't I can't say that I necessarily disagree with you. Um, and then with the fruit thing, man, like stop with the fruit thing. Just just the fruit thing needs to be just leaving a fruit salad. <laughs> well, that wraps up this edition of This Bites. Uh, I hope everybody has a, a great rest of their week. And um, yeah, I know Thanksgiving is going to be here. And people have those family conversations at the dinner table, which my family doesn't have to worry about. But uh, be be kind during Thanksgiving. I know it's going to be interesting Thanksgiving. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe just don't talk about it. Maybe not. Related. Maybe not. Stay away from it. <laughs> Anyway, this bites is edited by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and generosity from our membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites, iTunes, NPR, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Remember, feedback is important, so please rate and review. So, and have a great weekend, and uh, I'll, I'll send you, if, if Milwaukee Magazine wants my mom's recipe for uh cornbread dressing let me know you would run you would give it to us to run that yeah really okay 
Well, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, cool. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. The official drink of 2020. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Take care, okay. Anne. Thank you.